Hello, this is Joe, the Connection Counselor, and today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Hello, hello, it's Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Welcome back. Today, I want to share with you the second worst performance review I ever received and what it taught me about executive presence. Not the worst performance review, but the second worst, and it was pretty bad. So this was many years ago, and like many bad performance reviews, it totally blindsided me, right? I mean, I suppose maybe I kind of knew things weren't super great, but I mean, did not realize the level of devastation uh, that would ensue from this review, uh, you know? Quick spoiler, I did keep my job, everything worked out fine, but it was a horrible, horrible performance review. So the part that I can share with you is the main piece of advice, the kernel that I got out of the performance review was that I needed to become a stronger writer. As, as a lawyer, in terms of what I did, uh, my writing wasn't to the level where it should have been at that point in my career for the seniority, and my manager, I believe, um, out of concern and trying to develop me sincerely was like, Joe, you need to really, really work on your writing and I can help you with that. Um, and, you know, that was a great kernel of uh, wisdom and feedback that I got from that. Now, in addition, I got a lot of other feedback and advice, which I did not agree with so much. Some of it I felt was unfair. Some of it didn't even make sense to me. Um, and, you know, generally it was difficult to hear, right? Hearing negative feedback is very difficult. Even the feedback that made sense about, you know, needing to become a stronger writer was certainly hard on my ego and difficult to hear. I did have a good result at the end of the day, and I believe part of that was because I applied some of the principles in the six degrees of executive presence. And that's what I love about the six degrees. If you take them separately or together, you can apply them to various situations to have executive presence in situations where, you know, it's not always like leading a team or giving a speech. Like sometimes you get bad news or something horrible happens and you don't think of it as executive presence, but you need it just as much, if not more, during these very challenging moments. So I'm going to go over um, a couple things that I was able to do, thankfully, which ended up helping me learn uh, from the review, despite perhaps not agreeing with everything, despite being surprised and feeling like I was blindsided. Why didn't anyone tell me this earlier kind of thing? So the first of the six degrees of executive presence was equanimity. And if you remember, it's just a fancy way of, of saying staying cool under fire, right? You know when someone insults you or says something really negative to you or you feel attacked? You know how your blood just starts to boil and, and you feel, hopefully not literally, uh, but figuratively like striking back, right? You get very defensive and you feel like fighting or maybe you feel like running away uh, or maybe you even freeze up, right? Those are the typical human reactions. And those reactions are great if you need to fight Right? But when you're talking to someone who's your boss or your spouse or partner or your kid or family member, relative, typically those responses are not 
needed from a survival perspective. In fact, they make things worse for the relationship. So equanimity just means being able to maintain your cool, slow down your breathing, listen, right? To be able to listen to what's going on because you can't hear what's going on clearly when you're preparing your volley back and your responses and your rebuttals. Now, the second quality of executive presence, which was useful in this situation, is to be engaged, right? Really, what I wanted to do was just be disengaged, right? I just wanted to be out of that meeting as quickly as possible, lick my wounds, complain to my wife, and then figure out strategy after that. That would have been a mistake. The right thing to do, and thankfully what I did do, was ask for more details. Try to understand, especially for the parts that I felt were valid and resonated with me, even for the parts that I, I wasn't so sure about. Try to understand what's going on. Be curious. Be engaged. Get more information. Because often, when it's advice that's charged, you may not be hearing clearly, or they may not even be expressing clearly what's actually going on. So how do you, you know, suss that out? By being engaged and asking more questions and asking people to repeat things and getting additional information and hearing different angles. Next, uh, you also need stillness, right? So you are engaged and you're asking questions, but don't do that prematurely, right? When someone is giving you advice, whether it's whether you feel it's good advice or not, it often helps just to be still and be quiet and take that in and listen, right? Now that's easier when you have equanimity, <laughs> when, when you're able to stay cool under that fire, but what you really want is you want the full expression, you want the full detail, and you will not get that if you keep interrupting, if you keep debating, if you keep diverting the conversation. There may be just gold in there somewhere, and the best way to get that is just to be still and allow the person to share what hopefully they've taken a long time to think about and consider. Because if you start turning it in too early into a volleyball match back and forth, they may very well lose the thread of the thought and the most important thing that they were trying to tell you. Now the last quality I'd like to share is being proactive. So you've gotten this horrible performance review things are rough, but you managed to stay in there, what are you going to do, right? An executive is proactive, they act. They don't wait another six months or another year to find out what they're doing. They make plans right away. They start having meetings with people that perhaps they didn't please earlier. They get feedback on how to do better. If there's a skill they need, they sign up for training. They start fixing things you know, reasonably, as soon as possible. You don't wait to be told what to do or to be told, yeah, you're doing a good job. Uh, you can stop that. They are proactive and fix those things. So at the end of the day, thankfully, um, my efforts were recognized and, you know, some compensation, which I wasn't eligible for earlier in the year because of my negative review, they reinstated it for me. So it wasn't the full uh, that I would have gotten, but you know they they did acknowledge my efforts, and I got back um, part of the compensation that I lost out earlier in the year. So that was a fantastic, fantastic result, and I became a better writer, which led to my blog, which led to my pod podcast, which led to us being here today. So thank you 
performance manager for giving me that second worst performance review ever. It took courage to actually sit in there and, and criticize uh, another professional. So I actually am very appreciative of that aspect. So as you go through the day today, uh, you may have tough or unpleasant conversations. You may be initiating them or other people may be initiating with them with you. And if you get the opportunity, think about how you can apply different pieces of the six degrees of executive presence so you can handle it as an executive truly would rather than just reacting, um, you know, based on just how you feel like reacting. Consider how you can bring the optimal states of being to have the best result. Well, thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. My name is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you'd like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode brought to you by our sponsor. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to share the rest of the episode with you. Join us next time for another tasty Executive Presence morsel. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I hope everyone's doing well. wanted to share with you, lately I've been fortunate to get a lot more exposure and learn a lot more information related to LGBTQ professionals and the things, uh, that the challenges that they may face in today's current working environment. I think we can all agree that um, from a diversity perspective, there are still improvements to be made in that area. Now, myself, um, I will admit I wasn't as well-versed in those areas compared to someone, say, like my wife. Um, So it was great to be able to learn and see a lot of blind spots and things that I didn't know. And 